0: What is happening what's going on beautiful people thank you for dropping in with me on this podcast today i really really appreciate it and from my heart to yours i am sending you a huge virtual hug wherever you are in the earth realm right now um, i'm in cape town i'm loving it down here um, my plan was to go back to the uk I'm glad I didn't go back to the UK because the UK is now in lockdown and my heart goes out to my family and everybody else in the UK right now and anywhere, anybody in the world right now, actually, my heart goes out to because we are really in some very transformative and tumultuous and contracting times, Um, wow, what a time to be alive, not an easy one, I'm happy to report that things are going really well in my life, um, and uh, my family are safe, and a lot of my friends are safe, and things are fine. Really, um, my relationship's going really well, and there's really nothing to uh, grumble about from my side at all. Um, so, for that, I am feeling incredibly grateful, and. But I know that a lot of people around the world are really moving through it right now um, in a way that is inviting uh, the depths of their very being to come out and show new levels of strength and new levels of compassion and resilience and ability to Uh, transmute old paradigms and bring in and welcome in new ways of thinking and being and working in community helping each other and from all of the um, contractions and the challenges that we all are facing at the moment so much new um, compassion and community and unity Uh, is being born right now on the planet and it's not an easy process we're going through um and as an individual i myself am also moving through a lot of very similar transformative chapters and uh, i'm just very very thankful that i've been moving through this kind of uh transformation energy um the internal work uh, the evolution and the growth and the shedding that is required and being invited of me i've been moving through that for over two and a half years now so i've um have the experience and the tools and i'm constantly gaining more and more experience and tools of how to actually just do life really and and um how to move through everything that is in reality, external to us completely out of our control so I hope this message and this podcast finds you in peace and um, I hope that you are thriving and if you don't feel like you're peaceful and thriving right now just keep going keep going everything is going to be okay in the end and if it's not okay yet it's because it's not the end so Welcome to the podcast, Um, this one it's a deep drop in Um, and it took me a uh, a while to really ground down the uh, information that I'm sharing in this podcast and um, this podcast obviously is about my 5 gram mushroom journey, uh, 5 dried grams uh, in ceremony overnight. Um, and it was specifically a soma ceremony which is as i think i go on to explain in the podcast not just chomping down five grams of mushrooms it's a, a specific combination of four different south american amazonian mexican um ecuadorian i think also uh mushrooms that have that in that combination you are going into soma land soma is the spirit that you are journeying with specifically not just a mushroom journey so yeah as you can imagine it was deep but before i get into that i um i just want to tell you guys uh and thank everybody who is part of my patreon um and, and tell you guys a little bit more about this community that I've created for a minute um, it's a place where if you feel like you want to support me in my journey the podcast, my content um, it's uh, it's a platform it's kind of like a crowdfunded platform um, where you can go and um, make a donation each month and depending on the level of your donation there are different offerings that I have including exclusive content around videos and these mini podcast check-ins that I do almost like a voice note that I'm sending to you guys sometimes they're 20 minutes sometimes they're 45 minutes I upload them there just checking and letting you guys know what I'm up to what's alive for me at the moment um it's a bit more vulnerable sharing from that um space around healing around spirituality also plant medicine um other kinds of medicine like yesterday two days ago I did um my fourth ceremony with Cambo. So I ended up um, in yesterday's check-in that I uploaded today. I spoke about my Cambo ceremony a little bit and what to expect if you are going to go and do Cambo. I was also sharing about my future dreams and sharing about my journey with learning how to manifest and the blockages that I'm experiencing. So Patreon is where I share that kind of extra level of vulnerability because it's a safe space for me to do so. And so if you feel like going in, supporting me I very very much would appreciate that um and yeah that's that's all in terms of uh, business um and so now I just want to really take a moment to hold your attention and um, before we get into this podcast because psychedelic medicine is not a small thing it's not a trivial thing it's um It's a very, very deep psychological and can be a very disturbing psychological experience. Uh, It's pretty much the medicine is to uh, often dismantle your preconceived ideas about how the world works, who you are, how this reality is formed. And when you go deep, and even when you don't go deep, it can be very unsettling. And so I really just wanna heed a very, very, very strong warning around the use of psychedelic medicine, be it plant medicine, mushrooms, uh, ayahuasca, or um, San Pedro, and even marijuana is a does is a psychoactive plant medicine. Um, and then, of course, you've got LSD, MDMA. Um, DMT, and then in the plant version of DMT, of course, us, ayahuasca, but chunga. There's so many out there that I haven't, I don't even know about. Also, and the the warning that I really want to heed, uh, the invitation really, um, when considering journeying with these medicines, is to respect the medicine and understand that it's not just. Um, Uh, a recreational experience most people i think their first experiences with psychedelics are in a recreational setting and that is one way of doing it but even in that if you're doing psychedelics at a festival uh, really tune into your intuition and if you have anxiety when you think about and ask your your inner self when you go inwards and say should i really be doing this right now consider this the people you're with do you trust them to look after you are you in a headspace where you can um handle learning a lot about yourself very quickly uh are you in a place that is supportive of this kind of um experience and that's that's really my suggestion my invitation um and by by heeding the the uh by listening to your internal compass around it that is the first step around respecting the medicine um so yeah there's a load of research that is emerging all over the world that is absolutely incredible around psychedelics and the use of the therapeutic use of plant medicines and that has certainly been my experience with plant medicine um And there's kind of this huge renaissance happening, this psychedelic renaissance that's going on. And so as it gains popularity um, and more and more people are trying these things, if you're listening to this right now and you are feeling some kind of call to it, I just really recommend that you take your time with it. With the wrong dose and the wrong set and setting, with the wrong people for the wrong person at the wrong time in your life, It's not just a bad trip. Sometimes it can be a very harmful, harmful experience to um, go into some kind of psychosis. Yeah, lots of potentially harmful consequences. So, yeah, just heed your inner compass with that one. Really trust yourself around it and go gently if you are going to go. So if you are feeling the call and you want to... Uh, explore psychedelics Um, what I have learned from mine which I want to share with you from my experiences is that each time now I am considering doing a journey and a ceremony now what I am thinking is what is it in my life that I can already anticipate that that medicine is gonna reveal to me what can I, what changes can I make to myself and my life, my lifestyle, the way I present myself in the world, um, to remove any potential um, hurdles that are going to be thrown at me in a psychedelic journey? And I'm not saying that, like, you can figure all these things out It's kind of part of the reason why we do these. Um, plant medicine journeys is to be shown what we can't see and to bring awareness to that which we are unconscious of Um, but if when you do two or three of them before you go in I make sure I'm in a good headspace I make sure like I'm on on my on my path as honestly as I can be around service and Um, whatever that looks like to you in terms of being in a good headspace and a good place in your life so that you have less there. You're you're doing the work. The medicine is working through you before you've even taken it. And that's certainly my experience with medicine. It's like when I decide that I'm going to do the journey, The medicine already starts working in my life and i will find myself becoming irritable at certain things that i wouldn't get irritable at before and that is an invitation to do the work before i even take the sacrament so it's a very spiritual experience as well and quite ineffable a lot of the time which you'll discover as i try to bring language to my own experience in this podcast but enough of that you get the picture i love you guys dearly Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel. I am starting up doing some daily videos again. Not every single day, but the vlog styles are coming back. And yeah, go follow me on Instagram, at Benjam. And in the meantime, enjoy the podcast. I love you. Thank you in advance, really. Um, for your patience um, in this podcast particularly because I really want to let myself go down some rabbit holes without fear of judgment Um, and with that I want to say I don't need anybody to agree with my beliefs my current beliefs or what I believe I know currently and what I believe I've been discovering currently I still love you, even if you completely disagree with everything I say. And I would also like to add that I'm saying this phrase, I believe I know, which I've um, borrowed from Eric Godsey, who has an incredible podcast called The Myths That Make Us. And he's an incredible seeker. Um, I highly recommend you go and check him out, Eric Godsey. And he often says and makes a point to say, I believe I know rather than I know. It's like it's a knowing based upon a belief, which leaves room for adjustment. And when new information comes in to be able to believe I know something else now, rather than absolutely hard and fast knowing, knowing with a capital K. Because then that also leaves room for the knowing, that capital K knowing to fall somewhere around intuition and something that can be developed but always with an understanding that it is a knowing that is based on current information that is willing to be adjusted when new information comes in and I think that's like the foundation of keeping an open mind I guess so I thank you for your open-minded listening ears yeah if any of this resonates with you or you feel like it um i love to hear your feedback, of course, partly because I do still enjoy validation, although I'm not quite so dependent on it for my own self-worth anymore. I do enjoy to understand whether the kind of stuff I'm talking about is actually um, helpful, because I do want this to be helpful for people. Um, So feedback is much appreciated. And you can do that on my Instagram, just tag me in stories. So with that, I want to just check in and... Checking in with myself is something I do hundreds of times a day. And when I'm really feeling present and I really want to bring presence to myself in my experience, I check in with myself. Like, what's my emotional state right now? What's my physical state right now? That checking in process develops a a better understanding of emotions, definitely. And it's like a, um, a fundamental component to emotional intelligence which is something that i've um discovered is crucial to communicating how i feel not just with other people but with myself so i can have an understanding like what's actually going on for me emotionally am i feeling anxious am i feeling joyous am i feeling bliss um if and when i feel all of those things i can check in with myself and say okay cool, I'm feeling bliss right now. And often I don't even feel like I need to check in when I'm feeling happy, when I'm in the present moment, when I feel like um, I don't have to be worried about too much stuff. That's a nice peaceful place to be. And I'm not often checking in with myself except for to be like, ah, yeah, this feels good. Life's good. Like I'm feeling grateful for everything that's happening. I'm feeling very accepting of what's going on. Um, But then also if I'm feeling anxious about something, I check in and I'm like, Where's that anxiety coming from? And I don't judge it and say, like, this shouldn't be happening. What's going on? I've because I've been through this whole process and I continue to go through the process of still judging myself for um, not living in bliss yet, (laughs) Um, which I've also come to learn, which I'll speak about a little bit more in this podcast is like um, it's really important to experience like the darkness, obviously, and the feeling lower frequency Feelings of fear. It's uh, just part of being a human. But checking in with yourselves is really important. So I'm going to check in right now. And what's alive for me right now in my body is a lot of excitement. And that's kind of like half excitement, half anxiety. Like I've got a smile on my face right now because I'm like, I'm happy that I'm doing this finally and speaking about this experience that I had with um with psilocybin mushrooms. That's what this podcast is about. I'm excited to practice non-judgment and allow myself to just speak without knowing that I don't even have to put this out. I can just speak like as freely as I want to. I can do two takes of this if I want. Um, So just trying to relax into um, compassion for myself, which will come more as and is coming more as I speak more and I don't judge what's coming through um, and I can just relax into sort of communicating nicely. And fear kind of blocks me from that. The anxiety blocks me from speaking what is ultimately true for me through fear of judgment. So I'm working on removing that judgment right now (laughs) <laughs> but still a little tickle of anxiety. But, yeah, that's okay. That can be there. It's fine. It's all part of the process. Mm. And I guess um, in my life right now, everything is pretty great. Like, I have zero complaints at all, actually. I've moved house. I made a vlog about it. If you want to go check that out on my YouTube channel. My re- my new relationship with Francesca is just incredible. Um And I have so much to be grateful for in my life. And I'm more aware than ever of all the blessings. There's multiple reasons for this um, feeling of calmness within me. And some of them are to do with the plant medicine journey of late, a lot of them actually, but not so directly, um, which I'll come to explain, or I try to anyway. (laughs) What else am I grateful for in my life? I'm so grateful for the nature that's right on my doorstep. I've been hiking in these mountains and just getting away from the energy of a city or a town or other people and immersing yourself in nature, and I say it a thousand more times a day. It is the medicine for the soul. Being in nature is a really nice place to unplug. And so I'll be making some videos up in nature, some with extra fills videos up in the mountain again. Because I find it really easy to drop in with myself and um, have a clear channel and a clear uh, energy body that is allowing um, the flow of energy through me which helps me really communicate what I've got on my mind. And I get so much from communicating what is on my mind in terms of processing because I can be very busy in my mind because I'm um, traditionally very logical in my thinking and I try and figure stuff out all the time and And so going into nature helps me just like clear my mind, drop into my heart and be like, ah, I'm gonna bring compassion to this. And from that open heart space, I find it very easy to communicate. So that's me checked in. I hope you guys are feeling calm. I know this is an incredibly stressful time to be a human right now. There's so much polarity, so much us versus them. I'm right, you're wrong. And a lot of judgment and, yeah, it's, it's not easy to be a human right now. I don't think anybody's arguing that. And so also there's been a little bit of guilt coming up for me about how my life's going better than it has been in the last couple of years. And I'm finding I can bring some of these teachings and that I've been seeking into my reality to actually make a an in-the-body ex- human experience difference. Um, and integrate some of the things that I've been learning so yeah there's been a little bit of guilt around that around my privilege to be able to do that more grateful than ever for everything that's happening in my life with my audience and my family and my relationships and my friendships and nature and yeah gratitude is a key component to um, wanting to be here for me and Although things are going really well at the moment, I have been having a couple of episodes where I've been diving back into, well, diving back into, I've sort of spiraled down into um, many chapters of depression, uh, which I've also then been shaming myself for still, occasionally, thinking I I should be better than this, I know better than this, blah, blah, blah. And that kind of keeping me in that, judgment self-judgmental spiral which has been challenging and that's also after the plant medicine journey as well it's not been all like (laughs) love and light since uh, the mushroom journey it's been a process and hopefully i can explain a little bit more of that process um, in this podcast So if you're chilling right now somewhere and you're basically not driving um, and you can bring your attention more into this podcast, I invite you just to take a couple of deep breaths with me uh, in through the nose and just hold at the top and then out through the mouth. Do a couple more of those and hold it at the top for a few seconds. And when you release, just relax your body. Maybe give it a little shake of the shoulders to just release whatever's been, you've been carrying today. Just invite you to really relax into this, into this little space with me that we're sharing in the digital landscape, digital dimension. Yeah, and feel free to take a few more breaths if it feels good. (sighs) Something I find also when I'm breathing um, and wanting to relax my body through coming back to my breath, doing these nice deep breaths. Not only does it get oxygen in when you're breathing out, I like to make a noise as well, and just give it a bit of a sigh, and that can really shift some energy nicely and sort of ground you down into your body. Yeah, you literally just go, ah, and you just feel that energy drop out. Of course, if you're feeling anxious at all, which I am still a little bit, um, also a nice one is to, on the breath out, just stick your tongue out and really like fire breathe out, and just go. I do that on every morning in my breath work um, uh, after my meditation, and it's really nice. It just kind of also feels like it drops me into like my warrior mode a little bit. So welcome to the podcast. This is where I'm explaining and sharing about my um, five gram mushroom journey. So I think it's appropriate for me to sort of give you a little bit of a background on my understanding of psychedelics and my journey with psychedelics, because This isn't the first time I've journeyed with mushrooms, um, but it is the first time that I've um, taken five grams and in a ceremonial setting where I have someone um, helping me and watching over me and assisting with my whole experience. So my first experience with mushrooms was um, on a little camping trip in South Africa and Um, It was incredibly beautiful. I was just in awe the whole time. I couldn't believe. And it it wasn't very many mushrooms. It was like maybe a gram, a gram and a half. And I didn't need very many mushrooms for me to really like, um, everything just cranked up in terms of um, sharpness and um, saturation and vibrance. And I definitely had a sense of being at one with the nature that we were in. And yeah, it was incredibly, it was a profound moment for me in my journey. And we made a fire in the evening after we were coming, sort of coming down off the trip. And by no means was I like really deep in the medicine. I was just still able to, I was fully functioning. Nothing really seemed that different except for this um, heightened sense of uh, expanded awareness of my environment and how I was actually connected to it. But I didn't have that kind of language <laughs> at the time, and I certainly didn't really know what I was getting myself in for. And I've had many opportunities to try psychedelics with that I've turned down over the years, um, mostly because of fear, mostly through fear. Um, I didn't know anything about them Um it was for me back with my sort of programming. It was still in the category of drugs, and drugs are bad. Especially as I had such a, um, a, a such a huge part of my life was being a full time professional athlete. The drugs were just like not a thing at all, um, and I didn't even question that because my priority was like going as fast as I could in a kayak. And I was like, oh, <clears throat> I'm sure one day when I've stopped kayaking, maybe I'll like. Um, try some kind of drugs or something I don't know but I wasn't thinking about it at all it wasn't part of my journey at that time which was perfect and so I'd had my first experience in nature um, but the language to explain it uh, and bring it into some kind of understanding wasn't being shared um, with the people that I was doing it with I love the love the people and everything was brilliant but it wasn't like um, and here's what's happening so um, there wasn't that kind of explanation um, and so I didn't really think too much about it. And I certainly didn't realize that at the time, uh, how I consider the experience to be now is literally stepping into the room with God and experiencing uh, unconditional love um, and how I was that, and I am that, and I'm connected to everything around me. and I'm um, that, that kind of language and explanation wasn't available to me at uh, in, in that time. So I didn't really think too much of it. And um, I certainly didn't rush back to try mushrooms again. Um, it just wasn't on my agenda. I was still full-time making videos and um, I didn't want anything to ru- interrupt my growth. Um, and so I still had a fear around them because I didn't understand them. And obviously we fear that which we don't understand. Um, which is also part of why I'm making this podcast is because um, my fear of drugs is like I have such a better understanding for it through my experiences of it and I think that's true for anything in life like if you want to really understand something you can certainly like either listen to people um, that have experience with them and really intently listen um, which I advise always Uh, with anybody who's ever had any solid experience in anything, like they've got something to say about it. And either that and or you have the experience yourself. With psychedelics, what's happening is you're having a mystical experience. And mystical experience to me just means something that's kind of unexplainable. uh, Traditionally, you know, like in like Newtonian physics, it's it's it defies logic. And so my logical brain has also been trying desperately to figure out these mystical experiences. And through my recent sort of last two and a half years journey of uh, seeking, seeking some meaning, and naturally that led me to um, psychedelics since... Philosophers and um, I mean, so many people speaking about their experiences with psychedelics and how it was so profoundly life changing. Um, My curiosity, of course, was going to lead me there. So, other experiences with um, my other experiences with psychedelics include um, acid, LSD, and uh, MDMA, and I've also tried straight DMT. And also chunga, which is DMT, but slightly different. But I'm not very experienced in DMT. Um, and so, and also I, I smoke marijuana. Every now and then I have a fair amount of experience with marijuana. Um, but not so much experience around it being ceremonial. Actually, mushrooms really are the only things that I've taken to um, uh, into a more sacred realm of ceremony, um, in terms of psychedelics, and I'm, I don't feel like I don't need really to uh, currently in this chapter of my life to be um, exploring any other psychedelics. And there's certainly I'm I've learned to wait until the opportunity comes into my life and it um, aligns, and rather than go chasing after psychedelics and allow the medicine to find you if that makes sense. And now I think a lot of fear that people have around psychedelics is around, like, having a bad trip, in inverted commas, and that certainly does happen. (laughs) And I have had um, challenging trips. None of them have been actually bad, and um, I've learned a lot from all of them, and they've actually been the ones where I've learned the most about myself, um, even though they haven't necessarily been the most comfortable of experiences. And I think that rings true for um, any kind of medicine... Uh, be it plant medicine, um, be it like a, a deep and honest uh, conversation with someone who um, wants the best for you and might just want to help you bring awareness to um, like therapy is medicine, right? Um, and uh, men's work is medicine. It helps you um, see the truth and the honesty of aspects of yourself that you may well have um, unconsciously being or consciously been um, refusing to look at because you know there's change involved. Psychedelics will illuminate that very effectively, which is why people um, speak of uh, the potential use of psychedelics in therapy um, in terms of illuminating areas uh, that need or are in being asked to be healed in terms of emotional and trauma, uh, emotional wounds. People use psychedelics for self-development and to help them better understand themselves and the reality that we are in. People who are seeking to understand, certainly my logical mind was like, I've got to get some kind of grip on this reality that's going on because, well, firstly, I think I've always been a bit of a seeker because I found it quite easy to sort of, well, I say I found it quite easy to sniff out bullshit, but as I've gotten older, I've started to see the veil is actually quite thin for me with how um, I don't trust a lot of what's being said in the world. I, can, I have a, a good sense of what's coming from fear and what's coming from love and what's true or not, for me anyway, and we'll talk about truth maybe, um, and my understanding of truth now. So I've been seeking... I mean, like, there's more. There's there must be more to what's going on here um, than meets the eye. And uh, I don't understand why I feel so different to a lot of people. um, Why I find it so uncomfortable to um, participate in something that is making me feel like chasing materialism and participating in um, the society that is like. really just kind of like one track minded around growth and um, economy and quite masculine, very masculine in the way it's operating, which leaves um, less room than I think is healthy for um, authentic emotional expression, creativity, love, compassion um, and empathy. And so all of those things are part of who I believe I know I am in terms of um, the divinity within me is um, bringing through uh, compassion, love, empathy and uh, creativity inviting me often to dive into my full human experience which is ultimately feeling, feeling everything And so, yeah, growing up in a society as a dude, um, a sensitive dude, sensitive little Pisces, it was uncomfortable for me to uh, put a smile on my face the whole time when actually I had, um, I was feeling a lot of pain and it wasn't just my pain. I was feeling the pain of a lot of other people and there was not a lot of room for me to release that, those emotional expressions that wanted to come through me. And so I repressed them a lot over a long period of time. And it ultimately put me in a state of depression where because I was refusing to feel the darkness and feel the low-frequency emotions, that also then put a big buffer and a glass ceiling on my ability to feel the high-frequency emotions of gratitude and love and compassion that can get you down after a long period of time. And so as I sort of embarked on my mission of freedom as I um, transitioned from professional athlete to YouTuber, creative world exploring photographer, all of these things that I identified as that was like my leap for freedom. And I was like, this is my, I, I have an opportunity to free myself of this, the matrix, the system to a certain degree where I don't have to have a nine to five job and I can travel the world and learn. And go and meet other people. And sort of figure this whole life thing out for myself. But I didn't know that at the time. And I just really thought I was going to um, go and travel the world. And a lot of the time I was traveling the world. And just um, projecting my idea of reality onto everything that I saw. Rather than uh, immersing myself in the present moment. And everything that was being taught to me constantly around me. I was closed off to... I had a closed mind to other ways of being, other people's opinions, um, and considered myself right about a lot of things. And one of those things was atheism. I was like, I was pretty argumentative. I've said it before, I'll say it again. And it's funny because it's the ultimate slice of humble pie that I've had to to chomp down. Um, And I do it over and over again. And really that's kind of, what I mean when I said earlier that uh, when when I take mushrooms, um, I'm stepping into the room with God. The love that I feel that comes through is uh, language feels clumsy when trying to describe it, and it's really just a mystical experience. And let me just speak on mystical experience again for a minute because I read something in a book the other day. And it really... Um, made me chuckle because I was like, yeah, this is uh, a nice way of explaining um, a mystical experience to someone. And uh, people have mystical experiences all the time, not even with um, psychedelics, you know. And the mystical experience, the unexplainable, the thing that happened that I don't know, my logical brain can't figure that one out. This book said, trying to describe a mystical experience to someone is like trying to describe the way a flower smells. So this, you see, like, you, you can't describe how the flower smells, but you can point someone in the direction and tell them where you found that flower, how to get there, and what time of year it blossoms or whatever. You can give them all the information, but they have to want to go and find that flower and then fucking smell it. And then they will have the experience of the smell of the flower that you can't describe you put a, It smells like a geranium or it smells like a rose. But that language then brings us into familiarity with our shared experience. But you've got to go and smell that flower. You've got to smell the rose to know what a rose smells like, you know. Now you see my challenge. <laughs> and um, to try and bring language to this experience to be shared with you guys. I will do my best to explain the actual experience, but I think I'm also going to try and explain... Um, how it's impacted me as a human being. What has it changed within me? What has it shown me? And what teachings have I received from the medicine, from the spirit of the medicine? First one off the bat, sacred, sacred, sacred. This medicine, these mushrooms are sacred. The first two hours of my experience was just, I cried the whole time with tears of joy. First hour and a half, especially. I mean, I lost track of time. There is no time when you're in this realm. Um, time, yeah, is. you're not thinking about how much time has passed. The visions, and this is all closed eyes. Mushrooms is an internal journey. Also, it's important to know this is a feminine medicine. The visions that I, was re- that I was receiving were so beautiful and I was so... Taken aback by them, I was just crying tears of awe. And uh, with mushrooms also, they work in your physical body as well. And so if there's healing to be done around your physical body, um, they work on that too. And so for me, my hips are very tight because I store a lot of my emotions there that I'm working on, working through. So my hips shake often when I take higher doses of uh, psilocybin. And this time was no joke. It was uh, legs and hips shaking. But because I've had this experience before, I was like, yeah, shift that energy. Let's go. And I just surrendered fully. And this is a key aspect of any, um, well, life really, but any medicine, plant medicine, um, psychedelics, surrender. Do not fight it. Allow and just trust that you will receive what you are supposed to receive from the intelligence of the spirit of the medicine that you are journeying with. All of this language is appropriate for any plant medicine journey that you're choosing, no matter when or where or who or how. To remember that this is sacred, intelligent medicine is, and honor that and respect that intelligence is the first lesson that I received in the incredible power of love that was displayed to me in the first hour. I also get yawnies. I yawn a lot when when the mushrooms are coming up, and they're really just, um, again, I'm just surrendering to energy that wants to be shifted. So I'm yawning and my legs are shaking, and um, I'm having this incredible experience of... um, not being really in my body at all and just being and just moving through um, fractals and just the most dynamic um, psychedelic uh, patterns and I could control it to a certain degree as well with my thoughts. So my thoughts were manifesting in real time in um, my visions which was obviously pretty mind blowing. And I do remember thinking at that moment, I'm glad I've actually had other psychedelic experiences um, before I came and did this. But at the same time, like, uh, if this had been my first psychedelic experience, like, I don't know. I'm just glad I had other experiences before. And it's different for everybody. Everybody's called to the medicine in different ways. And this is my journey, it's not necessarily everybody's. So I'm thrown into respect and gratitude for the medicine. And I was so happy that I was honouring and respecting the medicine before I'd even taken it by consuming the medicine in ceremony with someone who is an experienced watcher and with someone who I completely trust, who... Um, just did the most incredible, incredible job of facilitating such a deep journey. And so I felt safe. I felt safe. I could go as deep as I wanted to. And a lot of the fear that comes up for me and I think for other people in this, uh, in these realms is that it's like, am I going to come back? Uh, I trust that... Um, well, in this, in this journey, certainly, there were a couple of moments where I wasn't sure whether it was going to entirely come back. Um, but again, just surrendered to it and trusted. And of course, we always come back. Um, it's just how much of you comes back, you know. And so there's that natural fear that the ego presents, that, that where the ego is like, hmm, I actually know that part of me is going to die during this. I'm going to learn things about myself that are going to make me have to uh, adjust who I am. And parts of my ego aren't going to make it through this. And that's kind of the whole point. Um, Learning things that you didn't know before. Letting go of uh, uh, inaccuracies, untruths that you are um, um, weaving into belief systems that were being projected in and manifested in our world that were um, slightly out of harmony with uh, this realm. So that's kind of that can be very uncomfortable, and I've certainly experienced a lot of discomfort in that. I also experience that discomfort outside of plant medicine. When I'm really sort of hitting rock bottom with something, there's a part of me that just doesn't want to let go, but I can't take it with me clearly into the next chapter of my evolution in my life. And it's, I know it's potentially blocking me, these aspects that we know are blocking us from our being our fullest expressions. Uh, And the best, not necessarily the best, but like the most compassionate and loving and expressive and creative versions of ourselves. It's hard to let go of these blockages a lot of the time. And that's certainly the work goes down after the medicine journey in the integration process, which I'll speak a little bit more about in a minute. Mm. So first things first, big lesson comes in. You respect this medicine. (laughs) <laughs> respect it honor it thank you for honoring it and um so there was no real discomfort there except through the realization of all the times i have disrespected the medicine um but when i have done that previously like at africa burn i had a really uh, interesting mushroom experience um which you know, was taught me so much and it was really quite uncomfortable and it knocked me for a couple of days Um, And certainly took me a few weeks afterwards to come to terms with what had actually happened and the teachings I received and then how to integrate them into my life. And then it's taken me probably another year to actually really integrate those lessons. But that was because I didn't respect the medicine and I just nommed down a few mushrooms and went for a walk about Africa burn. And um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I've come to peace with that for a long time. I judge myself around it, um, but it was a beautiful part of my journey. And it's what I needed to learn to respect the medicine. So, yeah, that's the first teaching, I suppose, that I received. And there's so much of it also that uh, I can't remember. I mean, not so much of it. I obviously took home a lot um, from it. But I get flashbacks or remembrances of bits and pieces from the medicine journey as appropriate in perfect timing in my life as i am presented with other challenges and other experiences way long after the medicine journey so i also then was kind of, so i was like in bliss during this time i'm just blissing out completely like i i'm in, i'm in heaven b- beyond what i could ever perceive or imagine as being heavenly and the power of love that i felt and that was really what i was Shown. Oh, just, yeah, again, language fails me in trying to describe the force of love that births our whole human experience. Um, It is, to me, uh, God. That is God to me. Um, That is the universe. That is Source or Spirit. Whatever name you want to give to the energy that is creating all things and yeah just blissing out. And thinking back about that, like that's certainly like my pref- what my egos preferred psychedelic experience would be. Um, so it's almost like soma, which is the spirit of the particular combination of mushrooms that I was journeying with Soma, and I was having conversations with Soma and I had conversations with other ascended masters as well, uh, including Jesus, which is a really interesting one. Um, and, but the spirit of Soma, and now this is like a, four different types of mushrooms, um, mostly from South America, that have been uh, specifically um, ratioed and blended into a powder and then mixed with lemon juice and then warm honey water down the hatch on an empty stomach, hadn't eaten anything all day. And I took the sacrament at about 7.30 p.m. and it was a nighttime journey. So after I had my socks blown off by love in a way that I never thought I'd ever experience, maybe until I die, I suppose, (laughs) Um, then came the next part of the journey. And it kind of came in waves, and the waves would take me, and Soma would lead me through these little journeys, showing me not necessarily specific times, well, yeah, specific times, but all in sort of a batch of how I've hurt people, how I've um, projected my pain previously at people. Now, luckily, I've been a pretty nice chap throughout my whole life, so there's not that much there's not really anything that I've done specifically where I'm like, um, it wasn't easy for me to forgive myself. And so that was really the invitation of these journeys. As I undulated from bliss, and then I was shown something, a teaching about my own life, my history, something I'd done, something I'd said, or the way I acted, thinking that was who I was. I was shown that, and that took me into a a lower frequency of shame and guilt and fear, feeling a little bit shit generally, like very shit actually, and also visually being like sucked into a dark whirlpool that just seemed to have no bottom to it and thinking that I would never come out of there until I was reminded by the Spirit to just turn the corners of my mouth up into a little smile and thank and love the darkness. Thank and love whatever it is in my journey that I hadn't brought forgiveness to yet and say, that's happened. I forgive that part of me. I forgive myself and I compassionately observe and love the teachings that I've received from that In my experience. And as soon as I did that, I would come up into my heart space and I'd be thrown back into bliss. And I would laugh and be like, ah, yes, I've actually had this before in previous um, medicine journeys where I've been invited to forgive part of myself that I still hadn't brought full forgiveness to, that I was carrying in my backpack unnecessarily. And the forgiveness is a really interesting one because. Um, there was a lot of shame that I was carrying uh, before I started um, doing this internal work. My lack of forgiveness of myself was being projected into my reality and I wasn't forgiving other people either for certain things. That's just kind of how it works. We treat our we treat the people in our lives, anybody we come into contact with, in the same way that we treat ourselves, with the same level of respect, with the same level of compassion or judgment, um, or disrespect, uh, or love, or fear. Basically our internal worlds reflect our external worlds. That's like a teaching that's very um, prominent in spirituality, in religion too. And just really, it's like a virtue really, like treat others as you wish to be treated, yeah, but flip that around, treat yourself the way you wish to treat other people, and then they'll start treating you that way too. So it's having that forgiveness for yourself, and then also you'll find that other people start forgiving you too, if you're not carrying that kind of energy. Anyway, forgiveness, important. And I undulated for a couple of hours, like in and out of these beautiful teachings, and each time I'd forgive Uh, another part of myself and um, accept that part of myself as being part of my journey I'd be obviously like taken into this creative realm afterwards where because I'm so in my heart space and I'm experiencing like the eternal um, all creating force of love rushing through me like I've jumped into a river of it a fast-flowing current of love, just flow that I'm flowing through, and with. From that space, love is a feminine energy, and it's also creativity is a feminine energy, and so when you're in the heart space of love, creativity also flows, and creativity is also chaotic. It's all over the place. Um, there's no structure necessarily to it, and. In that space, I was receiving so many insights into art that I could create and messages that I could integrate into my content and the way I communicate and the way I am and my expression, not just in my art and online, but my, ex- my physical expression of me. That was just so profoundly beautiful to receive um, guidance like that around um, how to... Uh, communicate through my content in, uh, in a way that aligns more with me in a more authentic way. My authentic self being love, the illusion self, the story self being the ego. So an invitation to be more authentic and uh, to express myself from the space of love rather than ego more. And then back down into darkness and another lesson to be pulled out of there. And in this kind of journey, um, some people's journey lasts like three to five hours. Mine went on till about four in the morning. (laughs) And um, my watcher um, had made beautiful vegan soup for sort of 12 o'clock or one o'clock when the journey starts winding down a little bit. And by the time I wanted to go outside by the fire and have my soup, I, I was looking at my soup and I was so deep in the medicine still. I was having so many realizations. I was interacting with the elements around me as I was outdoors. And there were there was a fire and there were storms coming over the house with hail and rain and wind and then clear skies and incredible um, stars. I was interacting with everything around me, which is what we're doing anyway all the time. But on mushrooms, it is... Uh, you are a lot more in tune with the unity of it, yourself with your environment and how we can also manifest um, changes in that environment through working with the elements. That kind of takes things down into a shamanic space, which I was learning a lot from in that experience, but I couldn't fucking eat my soup. I was still tripping too hard <laughs> and... Uh, so i went back to bed and then for a while i was feeling nauseous as well um, but nothing would come up into the bucket and i don't think it's super common for people to purge on a mushroom journey it's not like ayahuasca i've not i've not journeyed with ayahuasca yet but i'm sitting there with my bucket and i'm feeling nauseous and i'm like oh my gosh what is this and now i'm starting to bring my logical mind back into things and I'm like there's something that the, our mushrooms are now asking me to shift energetically. And there's something that I haven't fully forgiven in myself. And there's something blah, 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 blah. I would get so worked up about it. I'd be leaning over this bucket, expecting myself to, to purge my guts up. And as I'd retch, I could just feel energy pour out into this bucket. And nothing would come out. And I'd look down into the bucket. And I'd still feel nauseous. Nothing's coming out. And then I'd turn the corners of my mouth up and smile and realize that the thing that i thought i had to just finally get rid of the 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 emotional blockage that has been i've been carrying in density that has been shifted into my stomach by the medicine and i'm going to finally spew out this one thing that's blocking me from manifesting my dreams or from love or from my connection to god or whatever and I'm just being shown, actually, there's nothing. There's nothing that's blocking you from that anymore. And anything that you think might be blocking you is part of your journey. And you can integrate that. Receive the gold from it. Because I'm alchemizing all of that darkness and turning it into light. But not by, like, changing it in any way or getting rid of it or removing it from my body to be like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, I don't have to worry about it anymore, but it's still part of my journey. And to fully accept and love that that is part of who I am or part of who, well, not the truth of who I am really, but part of my current human experience. And so that was really interesting. And then I didn't really get very much sleep close eye, visual treats all night. Um, I did have quite an interesting experience. Uh, actually, a couple of hours into the journey after my watcher was playing sound bowls as well. And I had music, incredible music playing throughout the whole journey. I was, the, the set and setting, like who you're with and where you are, your uh, environment that you're journeying in, is so, so, so important. So important and I had incredible music playing, um, and then sound bowls played, and it really took the whole thing to another, into another dimension each time. As On psychedelics, certainly there's a feeling of being one with frequency, and sound is frequency, and so when you, you can ride the waves of the music and fully surrender to what is coming through and allow yourself to have the experience of the frequencies that are infused into the expression of the music that you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So if you have the right playlist, it can take you on an incredible journey, just the music, with or without plant medicine, music takes you on a journey, right? Um, If you allow it to. So I'm laying on a bed a really comfy bed i've got my duvet over me and i've got my water bottle next to me and a couple of little crystals as well i thought as if that would help it turns out the whole house is sort of like covered in crystals it shouldn't no need to bring my own <laughs> um and my notebook as if i was gonna as if i was gonna be able to write stuff down in my notebook i like and i'm realized i need a wee now on higher doses of mushrooms you kind of you don't lose control of your body but you certainly can't function physically in the same way as when you are not on the medicine <laughs> which is why as it's important to also maybe have a watcher with you <laughs> so i've got my hand straight up in the air and my watcher comes over and she's like would you do you need a wee and i was like yeah i need a wee and it was such a funny human moment in the depths of these um, plant medicine and so she's like help me up I could walk. I could have made it to the toilet on my own just, but, like, it's not worth the risk um, of, like, tripping and having some kind of accident, tripping as in, like, over your shoelace. <laughs> um, of course, you're already tripping balls. She led me to the toilet down the corridor, and the corridor is, like, concertinaing in and out, and it's, like, the whole thing looks like a portal, like a vortex, and I'm, like, laughing at the absurdity of my experience and how just having a great time really um, and I was like I think this is going to be the best we of my life and she was like alright whatever just go to the toilet and um, very interesting wee indeed like certainly one that um, I seem to like it felt like I was weeing for a month <laughs> and then made the not the mistake but like looked in the mirror in the bathroom at myself and I was like Ooh. Sure, I can see like I look different. I can I feel like I'm looking like a, a granddad in a lot of ways, like an old like I was looked like a almost like an elder from like an Indian elder. It was amazing, but didn't hang out watching myself in the mirror for too long on five grams of mushrooms. Luckily, made my way back to the bed. And yeah, in the morning when I woke up, um, still feeling the medicine, but um, also quite tired from The whole night, there's a lot of physical, um, energetic shifts that take place. I did feel like I'd run a marathon, to be honest. Yeah, then breakfast was made and served for me outside, and there was a dog and a cat and a little fire going, and this whole experience took place, like, in the mountains here in Cape Town, and um, then had an opportunity to sort of do some processing and some downloading, and Francesca, who uh, had also had a plant medicine journey um, in the same experience as me Uh, a few weeks earlier came and joined me for breakfast so she came and picked me up and um, as soon as I saw her I just burst into tears of gratitude and love for her and um, yeah, went home and basically slept and then Francesca took care of me for like two or three days cooking my meals and I wasn't completely useless but it's such a big experience, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I, um, it's yeah. I was feeling super grateful for Fran taking care of me, and uh, I did the same for her after hers as well. So that kind of segues nicely into the post medicine journey experience. Because, um, like I said earlier, what I'm learning is that um, the work goes down not in the plant medicine journey necessarily, although it does feel like a lot of work um, sometimes. The work goes down in the integration period afterwards, um, which has been my uh, sort of hurdle each time I've come into any new realization about myself. It's been like, okay, what does that mean for me? Like, how do I actually integrate that into my life and make the changes that I'm being invited to make? Um, they're not always fun changes. In fact, most of the time it's like hard to let go of uh, the ego's desire to keep things the same. That's why we fear change so much because it's the unknown. And when it comes down to how we identify as ourselves, um, we are uh, built with an ego that is designed to um, help us survive. And how it does that is by uh, trying to control what's happening around us and bring some kind of knowingness to our experience, which relieves us of our anxiety around all the unknowns of our experience. And because we're brought up in a society that fucking knows things for certain, and this is the way things are, and um, it's important that you believe what we believe otherwise you'll be an outcast and as a child what we need more than anything is our parents to love us and our society to accept us so there are certain belief systems that we buy into because we are intrinsically um, biologically wired to trust people when we are children and then once we have those belief systems embedded in our programming in our mind it can be quite difficult and uncomfortable to come to terms with the fact that you've been operating on an old system on an old program that is, um actually got a lot of bugs in it <laughs> and the you can't install the new system without uninstalling the old system that's that's been a challenge for me in a lot of ways um but integrating the first lesson of respecting the medicine has actually spilled over into me respecting the medicine of cannabis uh, much more and not just abusing it to, to escape. Um, and the same goes for tobacco. And as I've been respecting cannabis more and bringing it into a ceremony or um, not smoking it as frequently or just respecting it and bringing intentions into the times that I'm using it and journeying with that plant um, completely changes my experience and then it doesn't have a negative impact on my life. Now, tobacco is the same. I love a rollie. I enjoy tobacco. I only smoke organic tobacco. Something I learned the other day um, from a friend of mine uh, is that's who has done a lot of, um, a lot of had a lot of experience in the shamanic worlds and in plant medicine worlds and in South America, tobacco is actually the most sacred, um, or one of the most sacred plant medicines, and they say, of course, our most respected and sacred plant medicine in the West, in the Western world will become toxic for those who use it, who don't understand how sacred it is and don't respect it. So that's how I view all medicines to be, is that if you are abusing them, they become toxic. So with marijuana and tobacco, I now have a much more, much, um, more harmonious relationship. And of course, in this human experience, We are relating with everything around us. We are relating with the people around us. We are relating with um, the environment that we live in. We are relating with um, our devices. We are relating with everything. And those relationships, whether or not they're working for us or not, are often a good indicator as to um, whether they are meant to be part of our uh, authentic journey or maybe whether they're a distraction or just a lesson to be learned. Um, And same goes for tobacco, cannabis, and psychedelics, especially plant medicine, which is born of our Mother Earth. It's created by our Mother. It's feminine energy of the planet. And the psychoactive experience from this, that is the, the teachings that are available, um can be gathered from these kinds of experiences can only be described as unfathomable intelligence way more intelligent than benjamin and his ideas of how the world works you know so the main integration teaching that i'm working with is the the headline teaching from my experience my journey was to choose love we have a choice we have free will each and every one of us have free will. We are free. We are free beings. Now, maybe you might be in a, a, a chapter of your life where freedoms have been taken away from you. You might feel that. Certainly, that's what's happening for a lot of people and that's what's been happening for hundreds of years. Um, freedoms being taken and on. Un- we are free beings. So anytime a, um, our, we feel like our freedom is being taken away from us, it is a choice, either individually or collectively. And ultimately, the freedom that they cannot take, and nobody can take this away from any of us, is the freedom of choice to um, choose how we are perceiving our experience in any now moment. So we're constantly swimming in this now moment. The future is uh, an idea. It's um, it's a concept. Uh, the only thing that we have is the the now. We're we're in it. The past, I assume, is thing uh, has happened, and we can't travel back there. And it seems like time is moving in a linear fashion. Um, in this realm, in this 3D realm that we find ourselves in. So what we do have is this now moment. And coming back to the perception and the choice of perception, maybe you are you have to work a job that you don't want to work at the moment. Or you are having to figure out how to survive in some aspect of your life. And so you may feel... Deeply, that your freedoms have been taken away from you, many of them. That is correct, like in a lot of ways, of course. Um, People are being forced to, um, and this I'm not spewing an opinion around mask wearing, but people are being forced to wear masks for the whole day, and that might seem suffocating, um, regardless of whether you have um, maybe asthma or breathing. Um, challenges in the first place to then stick a uh, neoprene mask over your faces for eight hours a day is um, uncomfortable and can feel like a restriction. Of course, we need to fight for our right to go and get some oxygen every now and then. um, If that's what you feel like you need to maintain your full health and actually um, survive the chapter that you're in, or you have to go to this job, or you have to wear the mask, or you have to do this, this, and this, and your freedoms will been taken away from you. But we can choose how we perceive what is happening to us. We can choose to accept what is happening to us and or we can and we can say, okay, I understand that I am the creator of my reality. Consciously or unconsciously, I have made decisions that have got me into this situation into this experience right now, certainly I've found myself in my life in a situation where I'm like, how have I got here? Like accepting that and then putting yourself from victim into creator mode and saying, okay, I'm taking responsibility for this situation I'm in and I'm actually really grateful that I've got a job or and find some gratitude for all the good things that are happening in your life. And then if you really feel like you need to make changes in your life, you've empowered yourself and reminded yourself that you are the creator. You've taken responsibility from it. And you've moved from victim where you are powerless into creator where you have the power and you can remember that you can make changes in your life if you need to. So then you can wear the mask and say, I'm not going to let this mask bring me down. I'm not going to let this mask make me feel like I'm... Trapped. I'm not going to make this, I'm not going to let this um, pandemic make me feel like uh, I am fearful for my life. You can choose love over fear in any moment. And that rings true for conflict that we might be experiencing in our lives. The polarity that's happening right now in the world is super uncomfortable. Us versus them. And Whatever your um, beliefs are around what's happening or what you think should be happening or the direction that you would like to see us move in collectively, to choose love in each moment is also to choose compassion for those who do not agree with you or are on the other side of the team, the other team or whatever. Um, People who you think are just absolutely wrong i'm right and you're wrong is a declaration of separation and that is and the illusion the um plant medicines uh, anybody's journey with plant medicine is um or is interested in exploring like and seeking uh the realms of um consciousness and unity consciousness and the fact that we have a collective consciousness we have a collective mind we are individuals but we are also part of the collective mind. And so as we collectively agree to things being true and real, they become true and real. And so the truth of that is we are all one and there's any fear of anybody else is a separation. We are all reflections of each other of the same thing. So so that's in this polarity that we are in this realm of polarity with yin and yang and light and dark electricity magnetism and we have to have an ego a unique fingerprint identity at one end of the scale to experience the contrast of unity if we only experienced unity the whole time the whole point of us being here basically is to experience more love through physically separating ourselves to have that experience of polarity and to be on the scale of fear and love and all of the emotions that go between and learn our lessons in in the school of human existence, in the schoolyard of the planet Earth. And so what I'm learning is that, of course, nobody is like me. And diversity is so beautiful. What an incredible thing to be a part of an experience that nobody else is like me. Nobody else is like you. You are totally unique in your expression. But on the other end of the scale, we're all the fucking same thing. We're all one. And so as you come into that awareness, what's happening is also you're moving into uh, becoming where we are multidimensional beings. So we're in the 3D realm, the causality realm, um, and where material matter frequencies um, turn into density. That's where we are. But as you go into 4D, which is really the bridge to 5D awareness, through the understanding of you are me and I am you, there is no separation. And now also um, science is very beautifully um, providing some um, guidance around that Non duality, that unity that we are experiencing through quantum physics, explaining really beautifully in a way that I could never really explain, but I have some relative um, grasp and understanding of how we are in a field of infinite potentialities. And although we are believing at our core that we are separate, unique, ego individuals with a name and a story and an identity. That belief system is born out of survival, out of fear. We've had to adopt that belief system in order to survive and get by this long. And as you expand your awareness, and that's a 3D um, paradigm that we've been operating in for hundreds of years, which says that I'm separate to you and fear is running the show And there is a lack of resources and I will kill you before I die of hunger. That's what causes wars. That's what causes suffering, famine. Um, The tyrannical, um, patriarchal, (laughs) lack-based, fear-based system that we are all agreeing to participate in is born of ego. Now, when you expand your consciousness and you become aware of Or when I've expanded my consciousness, I'll speak for my own experience. When I did that, I had these big realizations that shit, I've been living in 3D, I've been living out of fear of not being enough, not having enough, not um, being um, popular enough. All these lack based mentalities that were manifesting into my life through my fear and my anxiety, driving me to need more material things, to need more subscribers, more likes more validation from others because I'm living in this fear-based ego paradigm and so psychedelics help you go bah oh shit we're all one actually and start to learn more about the truth of who we are as individuals all the beautiful diversity but also how there is no separation between any of us at all and so if I hurt someone else I'm hurting myself in terms of spirituality and karma, you can think like what goes around comes around and all that jazz. But ultimately, what's happening at the moment, as I see it, I believe I know that we are in the throes of a global awakening and a global expansion of consciousness into unity consciousness of our species and planetary consciousness, take it to the next level where we are also connected intrinsically to the planet, which actually seems way more obvious to me than human connection in a lot of ways because i see every human and my ego is like they're nothing like me they're literally individual people you are an individual the separation is very clear but with nature it's actually a lot easier i'm like okay of course i'm connected to the air i breathe which is produced by the trees which get the energy from the sun which um and, and everything is an obvious connection. Like, the clouds literally, like, pour down water that I can drink, which I need to survive, and the earth grows food, which I need to survive. And um, another, another aspect of survival, of course, is um, community, being together with each other, uh, which also is a nice indicator that we need each other because we are each other. So it's interesting to witness the... Um, acceptance the growing acceptance of psychedelics in the public eye and the um, the revealing the uncovering of the lie of the whole war on drugs really was a war on consciousness and um, obviously the intention behind the war on drugs is, and the war on consciousness is to, Keep people in a state of fear. Keep them in 3D. Keep them reacting. Keep them uh, malleable and predictable, and um, so that it can we can maintain this um, oppressive system that we are participating in. And as psychedelics kind of have a um, a revolution. And just today I saw that Oregon, the state of Oregon, has um, legalized the therapeutic use of psilocybin, which is just incredible progress um, and is going to help so many people on their journey of healing um, and conscious expansion. And when individuals do the work, they are also participating in the collective consciousness. So it's on all of us as individuals if it's part of our journey because it's not part of everybody's journey. And learning to accept that also is a big thing. If you're into this kind of journey, which if you're listening to this podcast, um, then you most likely are or there's some curiosity around like, mm, there must be something more to this life. I wonder if I can expand my perceptions and expand my reality and... Um, Maybe make some changes that are needed in my life. Thank you for participating in the movement of expanding the collective consciousness. So, um, but of course, with all of that expansion, the the darkness. So much light coming to the planet now, with so many more people embodying that light and holding that frequency of love and compassion and non-judgment. And holding the vision of an earth, a new earth being born through this process, through these contractions and expansions. We are birthing a new age of um, love. And um, yeah, it's obviously not an easy or simple process. And it's definitely not one that's going to happen overnight, as we can see. But... This is also where I've been finding a lot of peace recently. is like accepting that which I can't control. Anything externally to me, I really can't control. All I can control is myself. So to come into peace and acceptance of all the wild stuff that's happening on the world stage at the moment brings me into a state of peace and brings me into a state of gratitude, actually, for all of it happening, all of this darkness that's coming to light right now is part of the process that is required for our collective ascension from lingering in the 3D fear realms to being in 3D and 5D in our heart spaces, having compassion for everybody and birthing and anchoring and stewarding um, heaven on earth, basically. And also through my plant medicine journeys on that, What I believe I know is that heaven and hell is not a destination, which is a lie that I believe to be sold to us for a long, long time, which um, puts us in a state of fear. I better be good and then brings shame around anything that we're doing that's bad and then we completely miss out on all the lessons and just think that we're bad people and then we're only being good people out of fear of not going to hell. So we're being good out of fear. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Be good for the sake of being good. And I believe you will find yourself in heaven on earth. I believe that it's a state of mind. I believe that it's a state of conscious awareness. It's, um, a feeling, it's a vibration, it's an octave that we can ascend to where You just love everything. You have full acceptance over everything. And you have trust and a deep knowing that we are safe. And that even after we die, we go back to source. Or we just, there's no fear around being a bad person and going to hell. And so if you're in a state of compassion and no judgment and empathy and love, you're not going to do bad things to people anyway from that vibration. So you don't have anything to worry about. We are safe. And we are eternal, our, our energy beings, the the light beings that we are, our souls, if you want to call it that, our higher selves, um, the aspect of the divine within each of us, the creative life force energy that runs through us and brings um, movement and life and our conscious awareness into, our physical bodies, that when we die, that energy leaves. And of course, our bodies just go back to the earth, part of the cycle. And so I've definitely experienced um, a type of death a few times in my plant medicine journey. And it really just teaches me that death is nothing to be feared, firstly. And that doesn't mean to say that I'm just going to go searching for death. But what it does mean Is that I can can contemplate my death, contemplate the fact that this life isn't forever, and meditate on that without fear, bringing me into a place of gratitude for even living in the first place. And that's been a game changer for me and for my depression. And the practice of gratitude is a practice. Like I journal about what I'm grateful for, I meditate on what I'm grateful for in the mornings, put me in my heart space and set up my day like that. It's life-changing. Um, it's bringing me a lot of peace to accept that all the darkness that's happening in the world is necessary. And it's actually completely out of my control anyway. There's only so much I can do to contribute. And like Ramdas says, all I can do for you is work on myself and all you can do for me is work on yourself. That's it. That's each individual taking responsibility for their participation in the collective. And so it's about waking up for me, it's been about waking up. For me, it's been about growing up and showing up and not running away, not numbing myself out, but showing up for the party, showing up for the game that we're in, in duality, the lessons that are waiting for us, the, um, the bliss and the sorrow and the despair and the juiciness of gratitude and love and falling in love and having your heart broken and like all of these juicy experiences because I know one day I'm going to die. And I'm very happy with that. I'm at peace with that. And so now I can fucking get busy living. And you could say maybe you're thinking, okay, yeah, you've done a lot of living. You're very privileged to have traveled the world and stuff like that. 100%. I'm super, super lucky and grateful for everything that I've experienced in my life i've always tried to live a big life i've always been like i'm here to have a big one like i've got I'm, i've got so many privileges i've got so much going for me i've got to do a big one yeah it's been fucking big so far and i've loved every minute of it and i've learned so much but i really just feel like i'm only just arriving by not being stuck in my mind causing me to feel anxious about the future or depressed about the past, to be more and more deeply in this present moment. The closer I can be to the zero-point field through presence, through being great, and being in my heart space brings me right into presence because it takes me out of my mind, and suddenly I'm leading from my heart. And then I can go about my day leading from my heart, and then the mind is a servant to my heart rather than my emotional body being a servant to my mind because the mind is a tool and it's fucking powerful. It's what's helping us manifest our experience the whole time. It's how we navigate through this world, it's incredible. But when it's in the driving seat, it doesn't exactly know which way to go. I think, for me anyway, trying to lead from my heart is something that I'm trying to integrate in my life after these lessons and these journeys. So, do I recommend everybody takes mushrooms? No. Mo- a lot of people, most, I like to say, most people don't need plant medicine to come into these states of awareness. You can do it through deep meditation. You can do it through Kundalini yoga or normal yoga. You can do it through um, committing yourself to loving yourself so deeply. And bringing a mindfulness practice into your life. And these these are all tools um, that I recommend anyway for anybody's human experience to come more into the present moment. And in that present moment, with that mindfulness and that clarity, without being shook so easily by the uncontrollable events that happen around us, that's mastery of yourself. That's knowing yourself. Knowing your power. No fear. From that place, not only can we help ourselves more, in helping ourselves, we also help the other people around us. Our friends, our families, our relationships, our community. And so really that's the invitation, I believe, that we are often being presented with. And of course it's not in everybody's path. It's definitely not in everybody's journey. Some people are so attached to the way things are and refusing to change because they are scared of the unknown, that they it's they they are dependent on the current way of things operating. But to let those people, let other people have their human experiences with no judgment and with no real, I mean, I, I've also been learning like to not like try and change the world that's that's something that I've been learning. I'm not trying to change the world. I'm trying to put frequencies out now that are more authentic to myself, knowing that I, as I receive authentic frequencies from other people who are also sharing, I get so much medicine from it. I feel so much better about being a human, being here and sharing that vulnerability and creating that community and creating safe space and giving people permission slips to like, be who they are, feel what they're feeling right now and still love themselves and to step into that practice because I guess if you're seeking to feel or understand or know or um, figure out life a little bit more, which I certainly was and still am, psychedelics is... A really powerful realm to be working in. And for me, the reason I was seeking something more was because there was so much information about how life works, but not very much information that I'd come across yet around why. The meaning behind everything. And having felt and and empathized with so much suffering in the world as such a sensitive human, I needed to bring and find some meaning to that suffering in myself and in others so that I could come to some kind of acceptance and also reduce my suffering if possible, which it is. I can vouch for that. I'm having a great time. I love being here. Yeah, I have my days where I'm like, oh my God, I'm still here. I'm waking up and I'm feeling anxious. But mostly I now have the tools in my armory to fight the spiritual battle that is taking place of fear over love. And it feels great to know that I am fighting the battle of love. But from a compassionate place where I'm also allowing everybody else to have their journey, learn their lessons and have free will to do whatever they want with the information that they are receiving. And it's only my ego that says, that's wrong, you're wrong, you're doing something you shouldn't be. Of course, when playing in this dream manifestation realm, this game that we've come to participate in, if someone is playing the game in a way that is causing a lot of suffering to other people, and there's something I can do to help bring more love to the situation, that's what I feel like my purpose is here. Now, that can seem like a small version of trying to change the world, but I also know that we are in huge evolutionary cycles, planetary, um, cosmic cycles of energy that are moving. We are moving through ages. We are moving through certainly like as I become more interested in astrology and how our planets move around us and then the mystical side of that, uh, astrology and astronomy together, the science and the mystical of the energy bodies that are moving uh, in a cycle and have been for billions of years in our solar system to understand that we are in a huge, or think or believe that I know that we are in a huge procession of ages and energy shifts, and to feel even on a lunar level the effects that the moon has on energy and me as an individual and also our collective, there's something going on that's way bigger than us. And there's the, we're, in, we're in that cycle. And that's life. Life is all about cycles. We cycle through the seasons each year. The leaves, they grow, they fall, the seeds fall, more trees grow, the rain comes, the dry season, like everything is in perfect cyclical nature and that's how life exists. If everything was stationary, it's constantly moving in chaos. So I feel like the more authentic I am to my purpose and my mission, which is to help as many people as I can or in any way that I can or even just help by anchoring the fifth dimensional compassion and love and holding that down through my whole life, that feels to me like the right thing to do, that feels like the virtuous thing to do, to give my life in service of love there are many, 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 many people millions and millions of people, everybody in some degree is in service of love there aren't many people who don't want us to have to live in a more peaceful world, with more abundance, more community, and less suffering. And as we come into the awareness of our ability to now heal all these old paradigms, all these fear-based lack paradigms, like um, fossil fuel burning and, um, and destroying our environment and um, war and all these. Fear-based illusions, separation, opposite end of the scale to capital T truths. We, we want change. People want change. I want change. And on the one hand, I'm fully accepting of everything how it is right now. And I understand that we need the darkness to appreciate the light. But I believe that we are in a huge shift where we are going to be moving into it fully embodying collectively more truth and less illusion, more abundance, less lack, more love and less fear. And we need fear, but right now, the majority of the humans on earth are having a really shit time. It's a very small percentage of people who have a, a very abundant lives and times are changing, we're evolving and as we move into 5D with compassion and love and empathy at the forefront of the embodiment of who we are in our authenticity that kind of level of light that is hit, like coming to the planet will naturally drive out the darkness on an individual level and on a collective level and on a planetary level where we can move into harmony and away from the timeline of extinction We've extincted and killed off thousands of species. Who knows, hundreds of thousands of species, but we probably don't even know half of the species that we've extinct. And we're doing the same for ourselves um, currently, which is why I believe so much light is coming to the planet to prevent this um, from happening. And so I am grateful for all of the darkness that is being shown in humanity, um, which is why I'm also in a state of peace. I come to terms with the darkness in myself, and it helps me come to terms with darkness that we're experiencing in the collective. Ah, <sighs> so yeah, if you're feeling called to plant medicine, the one thing I would, the one piece of advice I would offer is um, to treat it like it's incredibly sacred, and you will know when you are being called to plant medicine. Your intuition will tell you, and you will know also. And if you are working on mindfulness and getting to know yourself more, you'll be able to differentiate your um, ego's fear around uh, old paradigms of um, how we believe drugs are, and or whether or not it's uh, your intuition telling you that now's not the time. Maybe these are not the people to be doing these kind of drugs with. Maybe at at this festival or. Um you can you can let your intuition guide you if you want to have um, uh, the, get the most out of the medicine um, by honoring it and respecting it, bring it into ceremony. Set your intentions, then integrate those lessons. Um, but thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I fucking love you unconditionally i don't care who you are where you are what you're experiencing right now what you think of me i don't care i love you thank you so much for listening to this podcast um if you like it and you want to support the best thing that you can do for me is in a little exchange of energy by going to iTunes or whatever you're listening to your podcast on, giving me a little five star rating, and let me know in the comments what you've gained from the experience or what you'd like to see more of or less of. And yeah, just that really helps, obviously, with the, the magic of the algorithms to play them in our favor to get the podcast out to more people the other way that you can do that is of course share it with someone share this podcast with someone who maybe is considering going on a psychedelic adventure um, or doing internal work or yeah anybody you think might resonate with this or gain something from it i appreciate you all so so much and if you want to head on over to my patreon page which is patreon.com forward slash ben brown i will link that in the show notes and that is the best way that you guys can support me, aside from, of course, hitting thumbs up on all my YouTube videos and leaving lovely comments and double tapping on my Instagrams and all that algorithm magical interaction, which I highly, highly appreciate. It keeps this whole thing running. And I think I mentioned it in the intro, but I'm gonna mention it again now. I'm thinking about doing some daily-ish vlogs again, just because I miss them. I miss making and telling a story every single day. Um, So head on over to my Instagram and let me know if you think that's a vibe. Wow, there's a helicopter going past. It's interesting. I'm going to end this now, edit this, and get it out to you guys and then go for a swim in the ocean. I love you unconditionally. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here on planet Earth during this time. We need you here. I love you endlessly. Goodbye.